Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, that is Matt. We talk about movies, new movies, specifically, on this yes. show. And we have a sequel to a movie that we both quite enjoyed. Uh, that just came out. So we're going to talk about Kingsman, The Golden Circle. We will start spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers about halfway through. And yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it. Uh, it's worth mentioning, me and Connor did a review of the first movie uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it just went up, actually, for the public on YouTube uh, this past week. So you can... You know, revisit that and see what we thought there. Because uh, when we get to spoilers, and uh, maybe even before spoilers, I will bring up some stuff that we talked about in that because we had some concerns about this one uh, going into it, and I think it was worth kind of okay. going over some of those points. But, um, but yeah, so we like the first Kingsman a lot. This one uh, is sort of, you know, everything's bigger. It's the big sequel, insane mm-hmm. action sequences. One of the, the best things about the first movie. Uh, by Matthew Vaughn, who's back to direct this one, is his action scenes are basically some of the best in Hollywood right now. Um, yep. Dude I, has such a knife for action yeah. without losing focus. Like, because around, I want to say it was Born, you got the real up-close shaky cam. That was fine when, yeah, when Green Gas was doing it. Uh, because he, he did it limited. But then that just became like shorthand for I don't know how to film a fight scene. Oh yeah, or an action it, scene. It's so easy, like, and it's ruined it. Me and you right now could go outside and do a shaky cam fight mm-hmm. scene, and it would look yeah good. Whereas if you actually had to do the fighting in camera and train for it, that, yeah. that takes a lot more, you know. And and what Vaughn does is he one ups that and he turns them into one shots where the camera follows characters and. Yeah doesn't really cut away from them and, and it's I, it's really cool and it's fun to watch and another big thing as well as i always talk about this with action scenes is there's always a great sense of geography i always understand where the yep. two sides of the action are in the scene if you know if it's two people mm-hmm. fighting i always understand where they both are what they're doing the dangers around them i always understand it and yep. you know we i always bring up the end of batman v superman a lot because that that's the a lack of geography because it's just it's just cg yeah. smoke around everything there's no sense of where people are in the scene Whereas it's kind of shaky cam on steroids, right? What this? Yeah. No, no, no. Batman vs Superman, where yeah, it's not really up close shaky, but the fact that you um, can't get a take on anything. It, oh yeah, I, you just threw me a bit calling it shaky cam because it's not really shaky cam. Yeah. It's more because if no, anything, no, no, it's the no. opposite because he's doing ultra slow mo yeah. every two seconds. But yeah. yeah, I was just using that as a shorthand where you know where it's of that style. Whereas. I feel like Matthew Vaughn's the anti Zack Snyder, and I have a dog in this fight. Considering I want Matthew Vaughn on Superman, he, so bad. He, he especially he's after this, he's talked about it. He, he's he said yeah. in interviews what his idea of Superman would be, and so on. And mm-hmm. um, but no, his action is great. There's some great stuff here. The car chase at the start is fantastic. Yep. Um, there's there's a shot, there's a bird's eye shot of that car chase in the middle of it where it goes around like multiple corners as like gunfire's being dodged and it is just phenomenal stuff and um like the action scenes the first one were great this one they're still great uh, it's really I think the word I would sum up the action stuff is inventive it's very inventive yeah. it uses objects it uses locations in ways that I've not seen uh, I talked a lot about in the first movie uh, how in the church scene at one point. Um, Colin Firth stabs someone with a part of the gun because he's out of ammo. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I've seen that in an action movie before where someone just grabs the top of the gun and just stabs someone with it. Like, you know, it's inventive. It's doing things with objects and ideas that I've not seen before. And I feel like he always brings that to his game. Uh, and when I'm talking about how much I like Golden Circle, uh, which I did, I have big, I have some big criticisms though, and we'll get into those. But... Yeah, it's not perfect, but like, this is the most fun I've had at the theatre probably since 
Baby Driver. Like, I loved War of the Apes, but that really wasn't fun because it was so serious. Well, no, because that's not, that's not a fun movie. That's a serious drama. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, like, I had so much fun with this this movie. And even... I, I rewatched the first before because mm. my wife had never seen it. And she wanted to see Channing Tatum in this one. So I was like, well, if you're going to see The Golden Circle, you got to watch The Secret Service. Uh, and she ended up liking it, which is really rare because she doesn't like... She calls them big, dumb action movies. But... She really liked the first one. She really liked this one. Now, this is the thing, so, is that the script for the first one, and maybe not as much this one, but I wouldn't yeah. call them dumb. They're dumb in the sense that they have lots of dumb yeah. things in it, but the script itself and how it plays with those things aren't isn't dumb. That's the difference between this and say, no, a Michael, no, no. A Michael Bay but, film. Yeah, yeah. when I say, when she says big dumb, she just means it's big, it's loud, It's there's a lot of stuff going on. Here, there, it's not as much. Like, these are almost my favorite comic book movies. Uh, because they are that kind of over-the-top, action-y, like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, no. They're, they're over-the-top. They're big action. Uh, the action. The characters have heart to them. You care about them a lot more mm-hmm. than maybe you do in some other action movies. And that's yeah. what makes it work. Um, but, yeah. Well, I, they, they, Vaughn and Goldman, his, his uh, writing partner. Yeah, Jane uh, Goldman. Her, Jane Goldman. I can't remember her first name. But... They they do a really good job at, at teaching you that no one is really safe in these movies. Like, uh, their their stakes in that first one that you're just like, oh man, this just really got raised. I think and it happens again here multiple times. I do think they dilute it in this movie a bit though, and this isn't yeah. a spoiler because in the trailers and in the posters, you know that Colin Firth is back as Harry, and mm-hmm. that is it's a big issue for me because actually one of my biggest complaints of this movie is that I actually don't think they should have brought him back. I don't think they do anything yeah. with him. He's kind of just wasted. And we'll get into more of that, of course, in the spoilers. But Yeah. He, he's kind of there to serve the plot to move certain things forward that you really couldn't have Eggsy do, right? He's there with Eggsy to do yeah, some you, of Yeah, you couldn't have Eggsy do it, but you could easily substitute someone else in to do it. Someone else that doesn't... And it did need to be Colin Firth. It didn't, It didn't no. need to be Harry. And some so, of his plots yeah, murky, and we'll get into that in spoilers, but... I don't think he needs to be there. Uh, Chayanne Tatum is oddly also didn't need to be here at all. He contributes nothing yeah. to this film. I heard that he got cut out for time. There's some more scenes that he had uh, mm. that got cut out or that were reshot. The, the, and the problem is, though, Matt, is that what's left gives him no purpose in the movie. Yeah. Well, same, same with, with uh, Jeff Bridges. Like... So, to a point, at I least love with, that dude. At least with him, though, he's like the leader of this organization. I buy that he's just there for a couple of scenes to be the character he is. Whereas Tatum, even in the movie, it feels like they set he's him up to be this big thing. Like he's he's going to be a big character. Even the the first one of the first posters of this movie, he's he's yeah. in it. Yeah, and it's like why why is he? I'm just I'm just saying that as a big Jeff Bridges fan who loves basically everything he does. Mm. Even even R.E.P.D., which was terrible, he was good in. So. You know, I just, he brings that, you know. Matt's questionable taste, ruining its yeah, head well, once again. When, when, uh, when, uh, there's a Ryan Reynolds movie you, you, and you're married to my wife, you tend to watch it, good or bad. I've seen a lot of bad things, guys. But. Wait, does she return the favor uh, when you're going to see a Alexander Daddario movie? Does she return the favor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, okay. she sat through a good couple of those. Oh, I'm just checking. So, Baywatch. Well, she was there more for Zac Efron, but it, it equaled out. So, like, don't don't see Baywatch, guys. This uh, don't. Um, and you stuck up for that. I was shitting on that movie before it came out, and you were sticking up for yeah. it. 
Well, because you're doing it before it came out. That's once once it came out and I had seen it, I was like, oh no, Pete was right, and I can't dumb. Yeah, right, but trust that I can I, I can smell a turd in the water. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. smell a turd in the water. <laughs> but yeah, with Kingsman to, to bring it back to yeah. there. Um, where's I going with this? With Jeff Bridges. But yeah, he's just he's like he adds a, a color to the character. I kind of want more of the Statesman. That's what this movie, if anything. I wouldn't mind a Statesman spin-off. Which, to be, yeah, to be fair, I think they actually are seeding uh, a spin-off, maybe. Which mm-hmm. is fine. That's, that's fine if you want to do it. The problem is, is, I don't think this movie on its own actually... If you want to introduce something that could be spun-off, don't make it feel like you've just put it in there so it could be spun-off. Actually do something yeah. with it in this movie on its own so that it feels justified. Whereas here it's mainly just like, oh, this is where they get all the resources now that their main place has been taken care of. So it, that's basically oh, all I- it is. I did like that there was an American version of the Kingsman and, and how oh, sure, yeah. it shows the difference between the cultures, like just how their gadgets are different, the way they dress and what it means to be a gentleman. Cause that was probably my favorite Channing Tatum stuff. It's, it's the stuff that he does. He, he has the most with when he first runs into them and he's kind of just like, you know, mm. it's not very proper to be sneaking into places. So if you guys are who you say you are, it's not very gentlemanly. It was, you know, some some cool differences there. Yeah, I, I think my biggest problem with the movie is Colin Firth coming back, some wasted characters, and one especially, which I can't talk about until spoilers at all, but there's a mm-hmm. character in this that I am so... I'm actually kind of angry how wasted they are. It really upsets oh, me. Man. Um, and we'll talk about that in spoilers, because to talk about it here is just complete spoiler territory. But yeah. I, I will say while we're at a spoiler, or while we're... Yeah, we're we're on the other side of the spoiler. We're safe. We're still safe yeah. from spoilers right now. Yeah. Uh, is Julianne Moore's character of Poppy. I liked a lot of her little nuances. The fact like she's obsessed with 50s culture and she's built this clandestine, like old timey, like she's built her own a town. bowling alley. Our, our secret area, our secret lair is a, an actual yeah. town she's built for herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like with an old main street and her main base is is like the diner and she wears like a waitress's garb and, and whatnot. And she's overly nice and sweet, uh, Yeah, but she's totally brutal. I feel like while Julianne Moore was good in that role and while the character was cool, there wasn't a lot to work with there, you know? Yeah. Like, honestly, not that she was wasted, but I kind of wanted more with her. I like what she had. I liked the way she, she played it. Um, which was working yeah. for me. She was kind of two-dimensional in the sense that when they were setting her up early on, I thought there'd be a lot more of her later, and then there kind of wasn't. Yeah. She was just kind of like popped in when she needed to, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it maybe just showed the focus where it was, but I think that's maybe part of having Harry back when we didn't need him back. It gave Because there yeah. was a point in this movie where they have to deal with his return in yeah. the middle, and the entire main plot stopped so we could deal with that. And because he never really contributed anything later, it felt like... Oh, we've just kind of stopped and dealt with this when yeah. then it didn't because it didn't amount to anything later. Obviously, at the time you don't know that, yeah. but in right. hindsight, it's like, well, this movie's like two hours twenty minutes. You could have probably shaved a good fifteen minutes by not having Harry back because you wouldn't have to have dealt with yeah. all the how did he come back and now that he's back, what's wrong and yeah. so on. And you could have developed Poppy a little bit more, and instead of just getting these hints of what why she does what she does, mm. you could have gotten because because I felt like Samuel L. Jackson's character was they, they took time to develop him in the first one. That's the a tech li- dude. A little bit. I, I think by their nature, yeah. they're kind of like, here's a goofy villain who's kind of like a, yeah. you know, a satired Bond villain to a point. Well, yeah, the, the fact that her, her base is this 50 pastiche in a hidden temple in the middle of the jungle, 
that is such a spy movie trope. Oh, as yeah, you know, and and I like you can tell that Bond is a, a is a fan of those movies because of the way that he plays with those, and so the fact that we went from a tech dude that had like a mountain, like uh, a carved out mountain as a base to this you know drug cartel boss in the middle of a jungle is just it, it's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, so to sum up before we get into the spoilers just um, the action's really good it's really fun I still like the characters that I like I think Mark Strong gets a lot of great stuff to do he gets a lot more time in this one uh, that he, man is a treasure that's all I'm going to say he's he's been in a lot of bad things I forgot who brought that up might have been our friend Daniel that he's so good in everything he does but he's been in a lot of bad things so when he's in something that's really good, he, also, he stands out. He also plays a villain a lot. It's actually rare that he plays yeah. a hero. So it's nice in these movies yeah. that he gets to be a good guy. And it's, it's just yeah. a different side of him. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he's really great. Uh, the action, the final, the, the entire like, last 20, 30 minute action sequence when they storm the, the villain's lair. I want, obviously, no spoilers here, but yeah. that entire thing is just fantastic. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I do it's funny actually I've never felt this it's been a long time since I've felt this way about a movie where I have some really big problems with it there's some real legitimate complaints that I that mm-hmm. are big issues but it is still a lot of fun and I can't take that away from it it's still like it's well directed enough it's just there's some fundamental things in the script that I don't understand why they chose what they chose so you think it suffers from sequelitis like it just it kind of was resting on the fact that it was a sequel no, because that's the thing. The, no. the choices that were made were weird. It's not like stuff I'd expect them okay. to make. It's like they they went out of their way to bring Colin Firth back. When I'm like, you didn't justify right. it, and like, why is he back? He's not really done anything here yet. And then it's almost as if Vaughn just wanted to work with him again. So he's like, hey, let's fix this. But let's I, write it into the plot of the second one. But as a result, we get we get some characters who are mm-hmm. short short changed in terms of screen time, yeah. in terms of stuff to do. And I feel like you know, so there is legitimate issues. But I did have a lot of fun. I was never bored. There's a couple of choices mm-hmm. that really made me angry, but otherwise it was a blast pretty much all the way through. So I, I still recommend it with just those caveats. Yes. Um, I w- I will say though that because of those problems, the first one is a stronger movie. Yeah, I, I like. I think I like both of them equally. They're both. Okay. I mean, rewatching the second or rewatching the first one and prep for the second, I forgot how much I really enjoyed it just because it had gotten lost in the shuffle. I mean, it's been two and a half years. But they're both, I, I you know, I don't think Matthew Vaughn's made a movie I haven't liked. So, oh, sure, yeah, I agree with know, that. I, I put them at about equal. Uh, so they're both, both a ton of fun. Like, that, that's how, if, if you do stupid things in a movie, but it's still fun, I'll forgive them, you know? I think I'm a little more forgiving that way, because I can just well, shut I, off my brain. I think that's the like, thing, though, is that the things that it does yeah. that's wrong for me... It doesn't ruin, but it it just it, it shafts some characters, and that's a problem. Oh, I, I want to see them yeah. get more time and have more fun with them, and it's, gotcha. it's it's basically making choices that are taken away from its options, and that that's really bizarre to me. Especially since yeah. Vaughn and Goldman have typically been very strong in script writing, and yeah. here there's just a couple of things. It's like um, there's one moment in particular in the middle that felt like because normally they filter through all the Mark Miller bullshit that I don't like. Yeah. They, they take out all the, that stuff and leave it with a really good story. But there's one thing in the middle of this that just felt like, no, this is something that Mark Miller thought of. And, I mean, obviously a lot of it's what he thought of because he wrote the comic book. But it's like, this was something that wasn't filtered. They forgot to filter this part. And it's just the pure Mark Miller scenes coming through. And it there's one bit of that. Again, same for spoilers. But uh, I, wa- I wanted to get 
those complaints out here in the spoiler-free section, just to make it clear that while this is a lot of fun, and I will watch this again, I, I, I love what I love about this movie, but there are some things that I do genuinely really dislike. Uh, so, yeah. But a lot of fun. Like, absolutely. It's a blast. In terms yeah. of the action scenes, everything it does with that stuff, great. Every sort of outrageous sort of villain element, I won't spoil again, but great stuff. <laughs> so, with that said, that's going to spoilers. Let's go full spoilers now for Kingsman the Golden Circle so we can uh, properly talk about all this stuff we've been hitting that. So, the thing that made me angry, the thing, and this is this goes back to something me and Connor talked about in the, the first movie uh, last week. Does it involve Roxy? It, it, it exactly involves Roxy. Because that's, all my friends that have seen it, that's been their main takeaway. So... This, this, because when we talked about the first movie, we said, because remember how there was that controversy when the first movie came out about the end joke, about the, you know, the anal sex and how, yeah. is this a little bit poor taste? And I never had a problem with that joke on its own, but when we were talking about the, the first movie last week. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where, we're, okay, we can kind of see why people have a problem though, because in terms of the movie as a whole, like Roxy's your one female character who can be the hero and be be strong and be like yeah. uh, that type of character, and she kind of got shafted in the, the last act because she does the, the whole balloon thing where she shoots down the satellite. Yeah. But then she's left in this mountain, and it's Exit that gets to do all the cool action stuff. And well, he's always going to get to do more because he's the the protagonist, the main character. Yeah, it did feel like she got kind of left in the cold. Literally, in fact, she's left in this cold. Well, c- considering that she she got raised up to the Lancelot role that yeah. they were both going for, because because he up and left, and you know he ends up taking over for Galahad because of what happens to Colin Firth. But yeah, totally. And it's not a big deal in the first movie because, like, okay, right, it was a minor complaint when we talked about it last week, but that led to a conversation about, you know, in the trailer for the second one, she's in like one shot. And we started to worry. It's like, oh god, are they going to shaft her again? Like, because I, I really felt like we have an opportunity here to have this character be like a big deal and have her kind of be another hero and be like a strong female figure in this story, which it was kind of lacking up until this point. Yeah. And looking at the trailer, it was like, well, either she's going to be left out of the plot because she's going to stay back when they go to the US, or mm-hmm. she's getting killed early. And I groaned so hard when the, the time came where she gets killed off in this. It felt really, really just... It, it just felt really shit, because... The, the way that she died, I understood that when... Because they take out the main headquarters of the Kingsmen. Yeah. But the way that she grabbed her computer and ducked and covered, I almost felt like she'd show back up. Just the way that they handled it. Yeah, but then you see the entire but, building fall into a but pit. But then, yeah. <laughs> so, I almost rather have had her, it take her by surprise. You know, and not her do the duck and cover because the missile's yeah. coming. You know what I mean? Because this is the thing. They, they, they make you care about her a little bit more right away because they, they have her and Eggsy have this good friend moment where they, like, yep. they, you can tell they've bonded. She's helping because Eggsy's still dating the princess from the end of the last movie, which was a yep. surprise. And it was kind of a nice surprise because yep. it was like a kind of a play in that trope. You know how James Bond always ends with him with the girl and then you never see her again? Right. Whereas in Kingsman, yeah. no, he's actually dating her in the next movie and they might get married. Yeah. So, because when you see him and he has the car chase in the very first, he he tells Merlin, uh, I, I can't miss this dinner because he's going out to dinner. And we don't know with who. And then by the time he gets there, he's been through hell through this car yeah, chase. He, and he, sw- he escaped through a sewer. Yeah, he swam through shit you know? to get to her. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell he really cares. And so the fact that he's going to this dinner to meet the king and queen of Sweden you know, well, no. To be uh, fair, that's not that night. That's the diff- that's the next night. Yeah, well, 
I know, but this is where Roxy helps him. You know, but he this is how serious he's taking the relationship that he's meeting her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's feeding it, them uh, like facts and stuff that he well, can impress them at dinner. You know, he's like, oh, because yeah. the, the the king of Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. He, he's like bringing up. So, what do you think about the financial uh, dispute right now in Uruguay, in India, or India, whatever yeah. it was, a random country? Yeah. But and then she's like feeding them information, so he's like you know nailing the answers, like he knows all this stuff. Yeah. But they have this little thing where he, he types to her, "Oh, thanks, you're like my best friend." And like, you know, it's this sweet. And I was like, "Oh God, they're going to kill her." This is to make us care before she dies. And sure enough, this is when, uh, like you know, Poppy sends missiles to all the key Kingsman locations and all the agents' homes, and including Eggsy's. But Eggsy's obviously at this dinner, so he doesn't get killed. Right. Right. And actually, that was why the complaints had about the trailer is that they make this big deal about all the Kingsman locations get destroyed, and I'm like. This feels like a, a third movie thing. Like this is the end of the trilogy where you yeah. destroy all their home base. Like I don't really care about it the same yeah. way yet. But that's, that's well, a, that's I mean, a maybe thing. that's why they maybe that's why they subverted it because that's what's expected in in these type of you know because yeah. that that is wait a minute that is the plot of Mission Impossible Three. So yeah. I no, I, I get that's the subversion of it. I just don't think it works though. Like even though I get why they're doing it, I don't yeah. think that necessarily make, means it means it works. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah. I mean the fact that he's made Harry's home his home. And he has he has become the new Galahad, like down to yeah. honoring honoring Harry, and he has Mister Pickle still there, he and does. JB. He does indeed. You know, he has his, he has his dog. His dog dies as well in this explosion. Yeah. May, may I add? But no, just just to go back to like the Roxy problem is like okay, we've we've just discarded her in the first act. She she mm-hmm. has nothing to do in this movie, even less than the last movie because she's just thrown away. Uh, to make room for other things, and that was one of the things is like when I realised that Colin Firth's character, when I, when I realised that Harry had nothing to do in this really. I mean, he was in the final action scene and he was great in it, but in terms yeah. of plot, he like why couldn't that have been Roxy? Like, think about it. Yeah. Now that now that you bring it up, I definitely see that now. Is she could have done all that stuff? Like like when she doesn't, he doesn't trust whiskey. That could have been her. That, that, because yeah, could have easily been her. Technically, she's the better agent. You know, because she follows the rules. Uh, yeah, she, she actually and, passed the, the trials. He didn't. He flunked out yeah, the last one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely see that now. Like, it doesn't change my enjoyment, you know. But... Especially since you have Mark Strong's uh, Merlin. He becomes the father figure role in this movie. Yeah. He, he is actually a bigger character in this movie than Colin Firth is. Yeah. And, oh, man. You know. And the Scottish jokes turned up. Yeah, there was a lot more of that in this one because when they're getting drunk, because basically after everything yeah. happens, they're like, okay, there's a doomsday protocol, and they go to this yeah. safe under this distillery or this this wine tasting place, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just this bottle of whiskey, and it says statesman, so we know, okay, it's going to lead them to the statesman, but they don't know what it means yet, right. and they just say to right. get drunk, and like they're just drinking until like, everyone's like, drink to Roxy, drink to this, drink to that, and then it cuts yeah. to him at the end, he's like. The bottle's almost empty. He's like, let's drink to Scotland. And Eggsy cuts him off. Well, then, then he talks about how much that, you know, it, how much better scotch is than whiskey when they get to the Statesman because it's a Scottish pride, you know. and Which, which is whiskey, yeah, that, to be that, fair. Oh, well, yeah, scotch is, but it's it's like that thing where champagne can only be called champagne. If it's oh, sure, made yeah. In that region. Same well, with scotch. It can only be well, called bourbon. Made. Bourbon, yeah. you know, that's Bourbon's the, the same way. Yeah. It, Bourbon whiskey and scotch are all whiskey, but it's like the thing with a with a, a square. Like a square can be a rhombus, but only a rhombus can be a square. Like it's this weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But all, anyways, that all, scene all, where they all jacuzzis are hot tubs, but not all hot tubs are jacuzzis. There you go. Um, <laughs> but that scene where they're drinking all the Kingsmen that felt like the fact that that Merlin 
keeps is the one that keeps drinking, and then Eggsy finally sits down. Like that just cracked me up. It's those little tiny things no, between the characters. They go off together to to find it because they they get they find their logo at the bottom of the glass, so they they know there's yep. something more going on, and they they go off to find this where this is brewed, and they get to the statesman in, in Kentucky. And of course, that's where the church scene was in the last movie. So you figure, okay, this is how yep. Harry's going to somehow come back into it. And yep. here's the thing, right? So, so it's actually Tatum's character, uh, Tequila, who shows up and like catches yep. them and brings them in in this scene. Yep. But here's the thing. After this stuff, this is where he gets sick and goes into a coma for the rest of the movie. He gets frozen yeah. for the rest and then gets woken up at the end. And it's basically like, well, after him, we get introduced to Whiskey, who's like the other king, uh, statesman agent who we stick with the whole movie. It's like, that could have just been him in that scene. Yeah, you could have just swapped yeah. him with Tatum, and he would be the one that would have all movie, like he is anyway for the most part. So yeah, why not? Yeah, but I like Pedro Pascal, the actor though too. Like oh I sure, thought, he was he was good enough. I do want tequila in a statesman. That's weird for me to say because I don't drink. So yeah, yeah. like, but yeah, you know, like yeah, absolutely. Like I get why like Tatum's good in the small amount he does, but he actually is yeah. completely irrelevant. He, he gets yeah. taken out of the picture almost immediately, and we have yeah. this other statesman who's that the plot's actually involving. Yeah, because once you involve the blue rash and you see him with it, like that's that's his thing now. Is he gets put on ice, you know, until yeah. they can figure it out. But other than that, he is completely irrelevant. So, so we get we get whiskey, who's the one who actually works with them and goes with Exion mm-hmm. missions and stuff. He has a lasso. Uh, which he's very good with, and then he also can electrify it, which turns it basically into like a a lightsaber whip. <laughs> yeah, a light whip. So that whip is it the same as the lasso, or was it one and the other? Because I feel oh, so like that, he had both was, at one point. It was the same because he mentioned at the end he could turn it on, so it was just the same one. Okay, but he could turn it on. Okay, and off. yeah, those I was having Indiana Jones like flashes because of the first like, scene. The first scene he has it. I don't think he wants to kill anyone, which is why he doesn't turn it on. Yeah. Whereas later on, he turns it on and it's like cutting guys in half. It's a really cool scene, yeah. actually, when he starts doing that. But. So the scene in the bar, they kind of replay the scene in Kingsman where Colin Firth attacks all the hoodlums well, well, bef- in the bar. Well, before we get to that, because we have to set up why that's important. Well, because, But yeah, but I was just going to say that, that Whiskey, that's where you get to see him cut yeah. loose with yeah. the whip. And I was having some Indiana Jones flashes. Like, I never saw Harrison Ford do that cool whip stuff in those movies, you know? It, yeah, if we're going to talk about the bar scene, let's, let's rewind a little bit and talk about Harry okay. and Harry coming back. And so, so Harry's there. He has no memory. Uh, mm-hmm. They saved him. They show like a sort of retcon scene where they flew in after the, yep. the church thing, and they've got this gel that'll save a headshot wound. Oh. <laughs> um, bullshit, of course. But yeah, whatever. We're in a ridiculous. Yeah, it involves nanites and a gel, and yeah. it's it's very. I think it's funny that the American version are they needed a way to deal with headshots. So they created this where you feel like the Kingsmen are so slick that they don't have this problem. Yeah, this wasn't an issue. So uh, we've also got robot dogs in this, so whatever, we'll fly with it. So, so, so Harry, so, so Harry, Harry's there. He's he's not got his memory, and both Merlin and Negsy are trying to like try to get him to remember. And Halle Berry, who's like their Merlin, basically that's the statesman's Merlin, Ginger Uh, Ale. She she's like okay. He'll come back, but he's going to have to get like a, a trauma or a memory of a shock and event is going to what's going yep. to trigger him out of it. So he, for a while, he's just on his own, and we have a scene where they fill the room full of water, which is kind of like the training sequence from the first movie. Yep. And it never like kicks him in, and then okay, that's fine. And then later on, after other stuff happens and exits in a low place, it's when he has the idea 
that he's uh, the dog thing. He goes and gets a dog that's like his old dog, Mr. Pickles, yep. and he threatens to shoot him in front of him, and that's what triggers his memory. So here's the thing, right? Well, first of all, the, the scene where he has his memory, the music that plays is actually from X-Men First Class. That's actually a, a cue from that movie because I recognized it the moment it started playing. Wow. See, the fact that it's Henry Jackman, he does the Captain America movies. Mm. I was in some Captain America flashbacks during some of these scenes. Yeah, he... Like the big horns. That that track uh, immediately reminded me of that. I, actually, I do like the main theme, though. The Kingsman main theme that plays is mm-hmm. quite good. I like that it uses yeah. a main theme because it feels more heroic. But so, so you've got this, and you, so that music plays right, fine, whatever. It's all distracting because I recognise it from the other movie. But this is something he's done before. In Kickass, he used a lot of tracks from previous movies. But wow. so anyway, so we've got all this right, and this is a lot of time we've spent on this drowning scene. There's scenes where Harry's like, "Oh, I'm just going to go back home and do my butterfly collection," and there's all these scenes where they kind of have all this playing out. Which is why it feels like there's so much time wasted when he finally does get his memory back. Nothing really happens with him. Now, there's this plot thing where they set up in the bar scene where it's like the first movie where you've got these uh, assholes who are like, you know, telling them to yep. go away and be, be mean to them and whatnot. So he, he locks the door. He's like, manners maketh man. And he goes to like flip the, the drink. He flips the, the glass. Yep. And it just misses the guy completely. And then he goes to continue the fight he's like oh well, we're going to stand around here we're going to fight but before he finishes his sentence the guy punches him and it's telling you quite clearly he's off his game something's wrong he's not quite back to normal yet and like okay this will come back eventually but for a while you're going to be out of it and he keeps hallucinating and seeing butterflies here's my problem with this plot right I'll ask you this what point in the movie was he fixed he that was my point because he does something rash during like the the end of the second act, and I'm just like, well, how does he know that? Because as of right now, he's still bad at his job. So, and they never really resolve that. With which is how fine. he knows. Which is fine at the know? time. In the scene itself, it's like, okay, that's why yeah. we doubt him because he's like, well, he's not quite himself yet. So, do we trust that he's making the right choice? Right, but when when it's turned out that he was correct. There's never anything to go. Well, how did he know? There's, there's, there's never, there's never that moment where you feel like, okay, he's back. To, he's, he's, he's hundred percent again. Because the thing right. is, is because I had the final fight with Exy, and we've still not had that moment. And I was expecting him to mess up during the final fight when they're going into the, the base, yeah. and he never does. He's just like a Terminator. And then I thought, are they going to do it after this? That'll be weird because he's just been a Terminator on the way in here, and then it's just never brought yeah. up. They never really actually paid off like the. This is the moment where he's no. himself again, where he's a hundred percent, where he's a badass again. Yeah. They never have that moment. It's really weird. Yeah. Um. And then he doesn't. He doesn't really have much of a plot either. Like he just. He's there to help no. fight, and that's it. Yeah. Again, that could have been Roxy. She could have been the one that that shot the other yep. character. Uh, should I just say? Yeah. Who it is? Yeah. Yeah. So it's whiskey. We're spoilers, Matt. Harry we can just can... go for it. <laughs> it's fine. I know, but I know if you you were gonna yell at me for jumping ahead and stuff. No, but yeah, yeah. So. We're... He's he's convinced, so they're on the run because they're going to get this antidote. So basically, Poppy's whole plan is she's hooked every – like she controls the drug trade. That's what the Golden mm. Circle is. Uh, she has a monopoly on it. But she's put this virus in all of her drugs. Yeah, and this that, is this is everything, by the way. This is everything from uh, you know yes. sm- small-time stuff to crystal meth and you know, heroin, right. like everything. That, that It starts with the blue rash and then it goes to a mania, to a paralysis until death. And because, you know, this is a whole commentary on the war on drugs and, and everything, but there's a ransom going on that if she meets the demands of 
basically legalizing everything and ending the war on drugs, she'll release the antidote. So yeah. Eggsy and Harry and, and Whiskey go to get yeah. the we'll, we'll talk more antidote. About, we'll talk more about that, the drug side of things later. Yeah. But yeah. But so they have this antidote and Eggsy's trying to get it and keep it safe and and Whiskey ends up accidentally hitting it out of his hand and Harry suddenly thinks that, you know, he did it, that Whiskey did it on purpose. So he shoots Whiskey after Whiskey has just saved them from all of Poppy's men. In a really cool scene with the laser whip with the lasso he cuts a dude in half yeah like it, you're like oh no whiskey's and it's, and it's all a good in the, guy it's all in the snow because this, this all takes place the, the, the yeah. base where they got the antidote from is up in this uh, ski yeah. resort and so it's, in, it's, in so, the Alps. so it's all the blood all growing out of the white snow it's great stuff it, it really yeah. makes it all pop mm-hmm. it's, it's good really good fun it's scene it's great but yeah so so Harry kills him and Eggsy freaks out and he's like oh no he's a bad guy I just know and you you never get that because when it turns out at the end when they, you know, they think they have Poppy, you know, she gets defeated, and then Whiskey shows up, and they have a fight with Whiskey, and there's never that moment to where they're like, well, Harry, how'd you know it? And he can't well, just be like, oh, I had a feeling. Yeah, because here's, here's like, the thing. Did they give you a little bit of the evidence know. beforehand? Because he yeah. has to see the, the antidote, and then he knocks it out of his hand. So it's just enough that when Harry says it, you do have this sort of bit of doubt. It's like, he could be okay. right. Yeah. He could be right, right. but... We we also doubt him, so it's kind of, and that's intentional. But there's never really, um, there's, there's just never that moment where Harry's like this is his moment where he's back Clear. to be himself. He never has that that moment, yeah. and it's it's kind of weird that it's missing. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Definitely. So I, I feel like yeah, he yeah. didn't need to be back. They did nothing with him other than a really murky and, plot. And that and that could have been Roxy at the same time. That's that's what I originally started this all. That she could have been the one that shot whiskey because yeah. she's a better agent, and she just felt like. You know, he's been doing shady things and it could have been built that way. And then Roxy and, could have been the partner in all the final action stuff. It, yep, it, exactly. You could have seen her jump flipping around and her shooting the dog because she passed the training. Just like Harry, she mm-hmm. shot the dog with the blank, whereas that's something Eggsy could never do. So it, it fits a lot of the tonality that happens yeah. in that last action scene too. It, yeah, it fits exactly everything that was set up in the first movie if that was her. Uh, which is mm-hmm. why it's really weird. Now, you mentioned the whole drug plot, and I want to talk about that, because yeah. I feel like the messaging on that is really mixed and weird. I feel like there was parts of it where it felt like it was pro, yeah, let's just legalise some of the minor ones so that people can yeah. use them. But then at the same time, it was like, no, we also want to legalise heroin and crystal meth, and I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, so, come on now. <laughs> yeah, so I like that commentary, because the war on drugs is such a murky... Because, again, I'm straight edge. I don't, you know, never have, don't have the urge. Yeah, me neither, fine no, enough, but, but... Right, but but I have friends that, that, you know, partake in certain things, and they're not bad, they're not criminals. So if you want to criminalize everything, it, it's kind of bad. And I like that they uh, yeah, use that it, point with the president's chief yeah. of staff and whatnot. Because the, the, president, the president basically is like, oh, we'll just not give the demands. We'll just let all the criminals die. This is great. Yeah. Like, that's his yeah, action. We'll like yeah, we'll look like we're trying to help on the surface. But, hey, look, we're taking out a significant portion of, of bad people. And I'm using quotes for yeah. so, audio. And, and this know? is where it was getting. Because I think his side of it, it really feels like, okay, no, it's pro the other side. But then... yeah. But then it's like, no, that's legalized crystal meth. And then at the end of the movie, when yeah. everyone gets like cured at the end, it's like yeah. almost every character we see who was affected is like, yeah, I'm never touching that stuff again. And it's like, yeah, okay, so they've yeah. learned not to take drugs. So 
I feel like it's messaging's kind of murky. The only thing I can yeah. really take from it is that it's not black and white. There's shades of grey. Yeah. I, I, that's the only thing I can really take away yeah. from it. But it was just yeah. a bit murky. So yeah. No. Um, but again, the, the fact that Matthew Vaughn and Jane Goldman try to put that into an action movie yeah. that involves spies, I I can admire that. I will say they're, they're swinging for for bigger things. I will say I did love the uh, the effect of when they die from the the thing when we see that one person die. The, and it's like the yeah. blood pouring out the nose as they die. Yeah. I thought that was... And their eyes pop. Yeah, like, that was good just, stuff. Yeah, it's graphic. Good stuff. Um, now, I'll, I have one final criticism before I before we uh-huh. get to just positive stuff. Because, like I say, big criticisms. But I'd, this one's kind of minor, but it leads to a big moment. So I do have to mention it. So okay. Merlin's death. <sighs> the death itself is really good. Mainly because of his acting and because they use the Country Road song. Because so, they set up early on that he likes to sing that. And then... <laughs> he starts singing it so basically he ends up on this mine he pushes Eggsy off it he yep. takes the fall he's like I'm on the mine I'm going to lure the guards in this is when they're just about to storm the, the, you know, the, the lair the base and yeah he, and he's talked about how he's kind of always wanted to go into the field yeah but his specialty has always been support and it, so it, it, it gets that's to, where he's stayed he gets to suit up in the proper suit like the, the guys for yep. the first time and they, they make some comments about it and he starts singing the song, and it's a great, and the, the score, the orchestra score, starts to give him backing as he's singing. So it's, you know, country yep. roads. He's singing it in his Scottish accent. You know, yep. country roads. You know, uh, I'm not yeah. going to do it. Uh, your mate's Take going, Matt. Home. Your mate's going, Matt. Uh, so, so he's doing this. It's a great moment. It's, it's fantastic because of his acting, because of the music, yep. and it's this big, great bit of sacrifice. However, the build-up to it is ham-fisted as shit. Because they've got a, a mine detector, right? Yeah, they have a minesweeper. They, they go a... out of their way. That's part of the statesman's gear. Yeah. So, so you know how these the kings don't have an umbrella that acts as a you know as a shield yeah. and a bunch of different things. The the statesmen have a baseball bat that is also a mine detector because they somehow run into this more, I guess. Um, and and Eggsy's doing the sweeping and they take a you know a step and. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so they're the sweeping for mines, and he still steps in a mine at the end of the scene uh, by accident. And it just it felt like all you had to do to fix my issue with this is yeah. not have a minesweeper in the first place. Yeah, have them because we know Poppy. Poppy talks about how there's mines around the base. But, but, yeah, but that's not the it. issue. Like even if we didn't know yeah. that, that, that wouldn't be a big deal because we know it's there. That's cool. That adds a bit of maybe right. tension to them sneaking up. Mm-hmm. But all you have to say is that these characters don't know. Like they don't necessarily have to assume that there's mines. Right. But they do. They they do assume those mines. They bring a detector, and yet they still right. step in one. I, I just I, it's unfisted. Yeah. Although I will say, I shed a tear from Merlin. He's, oh no, his actual death moment was great. It's just how we got yeah. there was kind of a relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he, you know my, in the first movie, he's one of my favorite characters. Just how he plays off of Eggsy because he's a little more he's a little more brash and not as polished as Harry is. Mm. You know, so he's kind of that midpoint between Harry and Eggsy and. And here, him and Eggsy make such a good team, you know, just with each other. So, it got, we talked already how great Mark Strong is. And it, so. it's to his credit that I care that Marilyn dies, who gets more to yeah. do. I care that Rock... I'm kind of pissed about that because I feel like she's wasted, but I do care about her. So, you know, when, when they're going out of the final battle and Eggsy's like, you know, you killed all these people and he's, he's mm-hmm. rhyming that off as he's, he's about to kill the bad guy, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for you here with, with uh, all this. But it's just, it, you know... 
Uh, Roxy, I mean, Merlin's not a big deal. I think it's it's, it's ham-fisted how we get to his death, but yeah. he's the one that made sense to kill off uh, in the last act of this movie. It made yeah. sense. Well, yeah, there's stakes and whatnot, but I, I did like how it was Charlie, who was one of the washouts from the first Kingsman. Yeah, he didn't make it through the training. He's, he's he was the, at. He's the lead henchman for Poppy. He's like he's the, yeah. he's he's the main fighter for her, and he's got a robot yeah. arm. Yeah, it was of course, called he does. Armageddon. Yeah, like that. That cracked me up. There's also her, her there's two robot buttons. dogs that are very uh, Wolfenstein esque. If you've played that game, okay. very reminiscent of that. And, and their names are Benny and Jet, which mm-hmm. that cracked me up. And of course, something I did not expect in this movie. And, no. And even if I did, even if I expected it, because I actually knew he was in it, I'd seen his name in the credit list, but I assumed it was a cameo. Right, mm. but Ellen John's in this movie. Elton John is yeah. a, a captive prisoner of Poppy, who basically used the fact that Samuel Jackson in the first movie kidnapped a lot uh-huh. of celebrities as a cover, so that everyone just thought that he went with them. But instead, she's got him. She's making him play songs for her privately in yeah. her own private like theater, and so he's held captive. And obviously, they come and get him, and they set up some. But not only does he get a really cool scene where he a ridiculous scene where he gets to fly kick a bad guy in the face. It's so great. It's fantastic. I was laughing my ass off uh, through all this. The one that got me more is when she's showing, like, so she's put up the ransom for her plan, and he's the cure, you mm. know, because he, it, in captivity, he's gotten a hold of some kind of drugs. We don't know what, but he was partying with one of her. And he, yeah, he's just swearing left and right and turning AF yeah. off. Yeah, oh my God. He's at that door, and he's just this grouchy man. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it is, I lost it's it. good stuff. Especially since it's kind of playing on like uh, he, you know, he's been filmed like you know, swearing at the press before and yeah. stuff. It's, it's kind of playing on some of his actual antics. Yeah. I mean, uh, I already liked Elton John as it was. This made me love him mm. just because he's he's playing a much bigger version of himself. So yeah, and he's even using a plot sense because they set up the idea that the dogs are set to not kill him. So he actually comes in right. and acts as a shield for Colin Firth at the end of the movie as the dogs try to get to him. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's a, there's a great callback to the, the anal joke at the end of the first one, where yeah. he, sa- he tells Harry, "Hey, if you save the world, or if you, if you, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get you tickets to my next show since you, uh, since you save my ass." He's like, "Excuse me, I have to go and save the world." He's like, "Well, if you save the world, I'll get you a backstage pass," which is just a, a nice callback to yeah. that joke. Which actually leads me to my actually, I, I did have one more complaint that I'd forgotten about. Okay. Uh oh, oh, here we go. Um, so in the middle of the movie, Charlie's girlfriend. To put a tracker on her, Exe has to insert a tracker into her vagina. Um, And it's basically... They do this weird thing in the middle of it where he phones his girlfriend, the princess, and he's like, I'll only do this if you give me the okay. And it's... uh, Whatever. This is the scene where I was talking about how there was something that felt like unfiltered Mark Miller that somehow made it into the movie. That they forgot to clean it up and make it not be edgy for the sake of edgy. This is the Mm. scene I was talking about where he has to finger her to insert the tracker. Uh, I was just kind of like, the whole time that scene, I was just kind of like, uh, this just feels like, like I say, Mark Miller's edgy for the sake of edgy. You're just trying to poke holes at things and prod people into being offended. And I wasn't offended. I just like, I see what you're doing. I see through it. And I'm like, I could do without it. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they go the long way around with it. And yeah, it was, I mean, the fact that it was Charlie's girlfriend, too, on top of everything, and she's yeah. It was kind of like this, so we could joke later that he'd done something with his girlfriend. It made her feel like yeah. property. It made her feel like not like a person, like a, like yeah. It just a thing. Yeah. Even though she's kind of terrible because you get to see her, and you know she acts up and, and whatnot. It's oh yeah, she she's awful, but 
it, yeah. it, it adds into that again that the movie has no good female characters like it, it shits away Roxy I mean Halle Berry I, I mean I guess yeah. but not but much. again she's just support and, yeah. and she has a little through line how she's been wanting to go into the field but Whiskey's downvoted her every time and and yeah. stuff and there's a nice payoff at the end where she gets to become the new Agent Whiskey uh, but yeah there's really t- I know, Princess Tildy kind of all she is there is to nag at uh, she's, Eggsy, she's, which, she, she's there to be saved because she's she gets infected with the blue stuff as well, and like, she's there to be saved. That's that's her thing. I do like that through line though that he's like, yeah, I I want to be with you and I love you, but if I marry you, I'm now a prince of of Sweden. And that's not <laughs> good for my job, and it yeah. makes sense. Like it's not him just being afraid of commitment, like which would be the easy thing to do in a movie like this. It's like, no, I'm a secret agent and you're going to put me in the public spotlight. What, what is funny, actually, is at the end of the movie when they're uh, they're getting married, that's like the big final scene, is that I'd like, the whole movie I was like, where's his mum? We haven't seen his mum all movie. Yeah. And then sure enough, at the end of the wedding, she's actually she's there. Like, oh, they haven't forgotten about her. Yeah. Very good. And, and, and his little sister or brother. Yep. Whatever the kid was, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he had like a, a little sibling. Uh, yep. And they're a few years older and they're there. Uh so yeah, so everyone's at his wedding, and that's kind of the big thing, is it? So, but yeah, so that, that's the as, as much as I've just gave you a big list of things that I had problems with and I didn't like. It doesn't stop the fact that all the action and the characters that I that do get stuff to do that I do like is exceedingly fun. Like that yep. action scene at the end when they're storming it together, and you know Harry's got the umbrella as the shield, and they're sort of back to back, and they're shooting guys left and right. The, the, the big donut from the donut shop is like rolling yep. across, and they're shooting through that. Um, the the scissors from the barbershop fall and impale. Yeah, oh, that was that a great, cool. go- that was a great gory moment. Uh, yeah. And then when they're both fighting whiskey inside the diner, it's this double team, and they basically do a double team move into the meat grinder to to kill well, him. It was a deadly death drop almost, almost like, through through wrestling moves. Like, yeah, they just hit him with an assisted power bomb. That looked dope. Yeah, so so all this really fun stuff, and you know, it was fun because. Eggsy fights uh, Charlie with the the metal arm, which, by the way, the the fist like shoots out and like retracts back with a sort of rope. like a grappling hook. Yeah, so that was making for some fun stuff. And again, all of it was really inventive and really well thought out. Um, while that was going on, Firth was fighting the robot dogs, and you know that ended in different ways. One was like the the you know the molten gold that they used to like tattoo yeah. people, like melted one of the dogs, and just all this stuff. And the other one was beaten to death with bowling balls. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, also fun, like just yeah. good stuff. Uh, yeah, that whole last action scene is just—it's the church scene, just not as chaotic because you, you have a clear side. You know, you have the Kingsmen versus yeah, these yeah. guys. It's bad guys but, that didn't beat. Whereas the the church scene was more. These are all relatively yeah. innocent people who are you know been made to go crazy. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun, and, and like you mentioned, the the car chase sequence. Where Charlie is trying to get into oh yeah it, it, the, sh- the car. The first shot of that that I think is really impressive is in the trailer. It's when Eggsy's like hanging out the car and he has to go into the roof to get like to not get hit, mm-hmm. and it's just a slow motion shot of him like sort of flying in the air on the roof of the car. Yep, it looks so good. And then the shot mm-hmm. I mentioned where it's the bird's eye view, and it's getting shot by like cars behind him, and it's like skidding th- around two separate corners around this like town square. And we see it all in this one shot from a bird's eye view, and you just see the car going around these corners. It's just, it's great stuff. It looks fantastic. I mean, yep. if I have a complaint, not about the action itself, it's maybe that there's a, in that middle section where we're dealing with Harry, there is a sort of long stretch where we don't have any. You know, until we get to the snow, uh, getting the antidote stuff, where we do get some really good action there. 
Um, yeah. But there is a, maybe a law in the middle. Whereas the first movie, I don't think had that problem as much. But no, that's, that's minor. Think, yeah, the first one definitely is a bit tighter. But they're working with the with an origin story as well, so it's a little easier to keep it tighter. I wouldn't, a, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't excuse it for that reason, though. I think this well, could no, no, be no, tighter. No, no, I'm not excusing it. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's a reason to make it tighter. Because here, they're, they're trying to wedge that Harry story in. Exactly. Because I feel, that, that's why I, yeah. I think we can't excuse it, is because we've actually clearly looked at it and said, no, that's why it's not tight. Yeah. This is why it's mm-hmm. a bit bloated, is this stuff here. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. It's very ridiculous, though. Uh, and lots of, like we say, we've got a robot arm. We have a car that goes underwater. We've got robot dogs. Uh, we have you know all this stuff um, going on. We have on. a whip fight uh, where he takes a knife and puts it into the whip and then uses that. Yeah. Like... Uh, at the end when he's fighting both Harry and uh, Exit and he's got mm-hmm. the electric whip because uh, it turns uh-huh. out he's actually like uh, his wife was killed by a, a John K, yeah. which is why he yes. So he's gone rogue. He's not working yeah. for the statesman nor her. He's he's like in line with the U.S. president. Like, yeah, yeah let them all get taken out. This is fine. So he's he's, he, he's fighting yeah. the two of them with the electric whip, and there's like this one of the shots is Eggsy jumps through the loop of the electric whip without mm-hmm. getting hit in slow motion. It's just all these really fun, inventive. Like, it's very very kinetic. That, that's that's a word I was using yeah. a lot. In kinetic. The, the first the first review we did, uh, we encountered yeah. did the first one last week. Uh-huh. I used that word so much to describe the action scenes. Like, <laughs> like everything well, just moves right. and like flows together so well. And you look at his other movies too. Even the the action sequences in Stardust, which is a little more toned down and yeah. fantastic. Great movie though. They're kinetic. Um, X Men First Class, very kinetic. Like he kind of yeah. not that he ruined X Men movies for me, <laughs> but that one's so far and above singer stuff. Uh, oh yeah, it, night it and day. Kinda, Brian Singer you know basically I mean? just has them all stand in a line and shoot their powers at the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Where he did a lot of fun stuff, like especially like with the Banshee suit and whatnot. Oh like, yeah, ba- I, I, I never thought I'd care about Banshee in a movie, but yeah. sure enough, Brian Matthew Vaughn. I mixed the names up this there, dude. Yeah, I gotcha. But you know, but you connect. There's that scene also at the end where he. So it, it's like a, a stalemate where where whiskey has Harry. And he's got the lasso around his neck. And he's like, look, I don't want to do this. If you just let me win, we'll deal mm. with it later. And he threatens to electrify it. But Eggsy and Harry decide, no, they're, they're not going to let this dude win. And he goes to electrify it, and there's that slow-mo. And you see the the electric charge travel up. And yeah. Harry gets it off just in time. And it, the way that the shot's all framed through the whip, it just – again, Matthew Vaughn, this dude – I want him on Superman so bad. It, it's, it's it's very excessive. Look, this, the last fight goes on probably longer than it should, but all of it's shot so well that you're just like, no, you're just basking in the, the insanity of this. And it, yep. um, it's when the movie's at its best. It's, it's really good action. And Vaughn usually has such a good handle on characters. It's a shame that a couple are wasted, a couple are misused. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a testament to how good everything else is that even after all those complaints... I'm still coming out of it with a smile on my face, and I'm saying it's really good. I just have yep. to be critical of the things that I, you know, I'm, I'm critical of. Um, so, but no. Um, is there anything else that we've, we've, we've glossed through that you want to uh, bring up? No, I think we're all good. We talked about Elton John, which that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, Elton John, Robot Dogs. It just, I, I like the idea of the statesman just to give actually, the actually just Americans, you know. To play with those tropes of like being a cowboy, yeah. but still being a gentleman, and the way that they dress, like I, I was telling Connor uh, in a personal chat, like 
when I left Kingsman, I didn't have this need to be posh like like them. Like, I want to do my hair a little bit better, but I don't like <laughs> dressing up. But at the end of this one, I wanted to dress like the Statesman. Like, I want a cool canvas jacket with a wool lining on the collar. And I want a Stetson. I've never wanted a cowboy hat in my life. I, I, have, I didn't feel either of these feelings after either movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so no? You're on your own with So that. you just basically want to dress like, like Merlin in the first one. You, he's got the wool turtleneck just to stay warm. It's practical. You know? No? I don't really base my fashion sense on characters in the movies. I'm good. <laughs> oh, well, I've, I've done that. As you can tell, I've, I've done that my entire life. I've tried to go for the Clark Kent aesthetic. Uh, I see, you I know? see. Yeah. Um, yeah, one more thing, just uh, in terms of maybe bloated things that we could have maybe done without. Is there, there's this other henchman who gets interviewed early on by Poppy. Who then? Because we see her feed this other guy to yeah. the the, uh, the grinder. That was brutal. He, he has to eat the burger out of the meat that comes out of him. And I thought his stuff, honestly, I mean, as, as much as it was kind of fun because it was like showing how crazy she was, it didn't really amount to much. Like we probably could have lost that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, that's that's minor compared to our complaints. That's just yeah. that's small, that's small potatoes. But hey, I, I thought of it. It was yeah. a thing. Um, but no, action, action is second to none. And you know, I, I still like Exit. I, I love Merlin. I love a lot of these characters and. Uh, it is a really fun action movie where you can really root for the heroes and uh, the last act is dynamite so like as much as I'm giving it a lot of criticisms and some of them are quite big it mm-hmm. is a really fun movie it is so yeah so with that I think we'll we'll get to get to ratings so yeah. so Matt uh, what would you rate the Kingsman the Golden Circle out of out oh. 10 so this this is an 8 for me Mm. I really enjoyed it. It's been one of my favorite movies of the year thus far. And we all know that I I, I tend to grade easier on, on fun movies. Like, like you know, Kong. Kong is still in my top five, I think. Um, yeah, that's insane. From the beginning right. of the year. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Because it's fun. But yeah, that's an eight. Okay. Um, I, am, I am hitting just slightly lower at a 7.5. Um, the first one I gave a very solid eight. Uh, this yeah. one, I think, because of its problems, I have to grade it a little bit lower. Even though I think the action uh, goes above... Yeah, I mean, I think the church scene in the first one is absolutely fantastic. This yeah. one uh, d- does different things, and I think I li- like the action in this one more. Um, but obviously, the It criticism- seems like Vaughn's more comfortable with the action here. You know, because we've already seen it. In he's get, yeah, he's getting better at what he does, yeah. certainly. Uh, I'd agree with that. So let's hope he does take Superman. So I'm going with a 7.5. It's a very enthusiastic 7.5. It's just the problems that drag it down a little bit, unfortunately, uh, are kind of major. So, uh, But no, uh, Kingsman Golden Circle. So not without problems, but still a lot of fun. If you like the action stuff in the first movie, you're going to be in for a good time. So mm. uh, so there you go. That That is uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle. So let us know what you think of the movie. In the comments below, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mild underscore fudge for channel updates. Um, beware that during October, uh, me and Tim on Screams After Midnight are going to be doing a lot of extra horror movie reviews. So don't be worried if you think, oh, there's too many of these going up. It'll come back down in November. It's a one-month thing. We're doing a lot of extras. <laughs> well, I mean, Screams and Halloween go together like yeah. Reese's and trick-or-treating. So... Uh, and I'll tease, there's something else that's starting uh, on the channel. Well, not the channel per se, but something we're doing starting in October, which you can look forward to. I'm not going to tell you what it is. We're not ready to announce it. We're going to 
drop it on you early in the month, but uh, you can look forward to that. So, yeah, so things are coming. But, yeah, so, yeah. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can get some bonuses over there. You can make you can vote in certain movie shows. Uh, me and Matt do one twenty one overload, which uh, we both pick mm-hmm. a movie we love, and then the patrons vote over which one wins and what we what we discuss and watch again. Uh, so you know, look forward to that. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.